I can't tell you how much of a role like your mental state plays in all aspects of your life, mm. like whether that's you know your fitness, your nutrition, your business. Um, you know, if you're not there mentally, you know you're not. I mean, performing at your optimum yeah. level. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Triumph Every Day, where we, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And a uh, little blast from the past, Chris Fischescher. You at least said my name right. I did say that That's right. That's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start. Chris and I know each other from a long time ago, way back in the day. When did we start playing soccer together? High school, for it sure. It had to right? have been high school, because we didn't get to, like, the West Side Rapids till uh, West Side uh, Force was who I played with originally. Was it Force? It was were always. You, I don't know. Were I, you on the Force? I think I was a West Side West Rapids. Side Rapids only. Yeah, and then you came over later on. Gotcha. Uh, at some point, but yeah, combining all the teams and Chris and I met up for uh, coffee last week, and we're like, hey. Seems like you're a pretty interesting, dude. Let's let's come on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll see. Let's let's we'll start back up a little bit. Tell everybody where you're from uh, and all that good stuff. Where you went to high school? That's the most important thing. If you're from Cincinnati, <laughs> please tell everyone where you went to high school. Went to Elder High School on the West Side. Grew up, born, and raised on the West Side. As he just mentioned, played soccer most of my life. Uh, went to UC. Graduated there with a finance degree and uh, did finance for a couple years. Moved out to Harrison, Ohio, and then eventually moved down to Union, Kentucky. Made the big jump over say, the river. Over the ocean. It's like the yeah, Pacific for some yeah. people. Past the rest stop. <laughs> Quite the uh, journey to get down, as all my friends have uh, made comments about. But yep. What made you move from Ohio to Kentucky? Honestly, uh, we were looking at house prices and the houses that we were looking at it was honestly like sixty thousand dollars cheaper to move to kentucky than it was anywhere i mean anywhere in ohio we looked on the east side the west side up north it was significantly cheaper down south so that's why we moved yeah uh all right so went to elder so you had a terrible education yep idiots over there (laughs) it's a dumpster fire dumpster fire of the school absolutely um and so let's say we we probably started. I, I don't think it would have been as early as freshman year because we you no. came on a little bit later on. Yeah. So a little bit backstory on where we started and where we ended up as far as soccer goes. We started out at least the rapids quote rapids that we were on was uh, it was like the beginning of like one of those bad Disney movies where the team's really awful and everyone's <laughs> running around so like idiots. Bad. I feel like I feel like we had hand-me-downs of hand-me-down jerseys. Um, yeah. they, a, they were like the old Kappa ones, and it felt like somebody was taking a piece of sandpaper to your neck yes. the entire time you wore it. Tape your nipples. And yeah. so, like, if you guys know anything about leagues and things like and I don't know how it is now, but it was C, B, A, AAA, and Premier. And I believe we started in C, and, we, and we ended up in... Did we end up in Premier? I think we dabbled a little bit in Premier. Yeah. But either we played Premier teams or we were in Premier for a season. Yeah, so, like, and then, you know, we all graduated and moved on and, and yeah. whatnot. But, uh, you know, we went from 
literally the bottom of the barrel and moved our way up to um, to the, the higher levels of, of soccer in Cincinnati, which is pretty cool. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty fun to, to be a part of it and had some great coaches and really, really great players. And um, on a lot of trips, you really got to know each other pretty well. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Do you remember when we went, when we, I think we drove down to North Carolina and they're like, it rained. It was like it was UNC's fields. Yeah, it was yeah. UNC's like professional yes. fields, and it rained the night before. And they're like, "Oh, you can't play. We moved your game to 3 p.m." And like, we had an 8 a.m. game, and we have to drive back 12 hours an hour. We all just left. Yeah. So there were some good stories from some of those trips too. Yeah, some that are mildly incriminating. Yes. You guys should work on a book. <laughs> yeah. Make it a movie. Well, I, oddly, oddly enough, uh, I I posted that Chris and I had coffee last week and. It's like our entire team. Some who was Frank? Frank made the the Facebook page. Like yeah, our own yeah. little our own <laughs> oh, little nice. yeah. Facebook page. So we're gonna try and get together and get some dinner at some point. So that'd be fun. But um, one of the reasons why I did want to have Chris on the podcast is he's got Chris is an entrepreneur. He's got his own business. Uh, if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do and maybe how we got started. Yeah, absolutely. So. Just to pick back up, right where I left off, we or I graduated college with a finance degree. I uh, worked at Wells Fargo for a couple years. I got fully licensed to be a financial advisor. Um, went through the insurance, the Series 7, Series 66, everything. Not easy. Yeah, not easy at all. Uh, about two years in, I just didn't like where my future was going to be based on what I saw from everybody else that worked there. And I've always had a passion for, uh, I guess you could just say, IT, websites, development, stuff like that. So um, I happened to talk to one of my uh, high school buddies, actually, and uh, it was my first... Probably, probably an idiot. Is he from Elder? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Andy, so uh, we, uh, you know, we were actually both programmers or, you know, development guys, and... So we decided to give it a shot, just we both had a passion for it. So I did it on the side for a little bit, and then it actually took off. Uh, we had a lot of interest in it. I jumped ship from Wells Fargo, and everybody and their mother, including mine, thought we were absolutely crazy. Um, my mom was probably my biggest critic. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. But uh, yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, you know, I got a lot of criticism because I was literally giving up everything I worked my entire life for. Um, but I will never look back. And, you know, I mean, best decision I ever made in my entire life. So started Web Tech, which at the time actually was Web Tectonics was the name of the uh, company. And so many people had so many problems spelling it and pronouncing it. That Web Tech's a little bit. It rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. Yeah, a little bit. So um, anyway, started with the original business partner, and uh, he had wanted to move a little bit quicker than I did, and it was, um, I, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure of the details because that was like 11 or 12 years ago, but he kind of wanted to jump ship a little bit and uh, get out because we weren't moving quick enough. Um, and I, at the time, I think I... He wanted, he wanted to, to basically go from like being a startup to like doing it all right away yeah yeah i mean he wanted to move anyone who has a business knows that that, that's not how it works yeah so um he wanted to run and i kind of wanted to jog if you will and uh so we just had some disagreements and it was a very 
amicable breakup. Um, no issues at all. Um, you know, we kind of valued the company at what we thought it was worth. We paid him his share, and he, or I guess I paid him his share, and he ended up leaving. And then at a five-year elder reunion, I ran into my now new business partner, and uh, he was a graphic designer. I was a developer. We actually kind of complemented each other. Um, instead of, you know, with the first business partner, he was, pro he was a programmer and I was a programmer, so it really didn't mesh very well. Um, but with a new business partner, we kicked it off, and uh, things really, really took off from there. That's awesome, man. What is, uh, what is the business? What uh, do you guys do? I'm sorry. I'd, no, you're good. Yeah, it's actually uh, web design, web development, and now we get into a lot of graphic design and marketing. Um, anything digitally, you know, digital marketing we handle, whether it's like Facebook ads, Google ads, um, stuff like that. But graphic design sides, we do anything from business cards to brochures to wrapping vehicles. Mm. Uh, we actually did a job for that a little bit ago. But uh, our primary bread and butter for the company is web design, web development. And that's what we started on. So, um, so going back, just uh, one of the things that rang true definitely for me was when you talked about you know your your family being your worst critic. Um, you know that's tough. It's, yeah. It is very tough. You know my my mom. She may listen. I don't know. I don't know if she's ever listening to these, but uh, you know she was definitely one. And I don't want to say hurt, but it was the same kind of thing. Where like you're you've worked. You know I was I'm the oldest. I was the first one on the side of a family to go to college. You know you get a degree. I'm working as a graphic designer. You basically this is the process. Yeah. You know. Um, and to say that, no, I'm gonna go do this instead, it's very hard for people to understand, especially when you're not in that mindset. Um, but wanting to make that that switch for yourself where you're like, I will be happy doing this, is a completely yeah. foreign thing to a lot of people. You yep. know? Um, and, and, and eventually people get it. You know, I'm sure yep. your mom and yep. parents, you know, they're very happy with what you do now. And, yep. and the cool thing is, is you can take a lot of those things that you learned, whether they're directly um, kind of transferable or not, but like everything that I learned being a graphic designer, it's helped me here. Yeah. You know, like I do all of the graphic design, I, I, but it also allows me to be more detail oriented. You know, like things that have to be done inside of a gym, even though it's not directly like I'm in Illustrator every day. You know? Without a doubt. So, uh, what about what about making that transfer for you from a finance world to I mean there's obvious obvious transfers of like how to run a business in a financial sense but what about some of the more kind of um, unseen things that have helped you working in how a did you uh, maybe get into like programming from finance I feel like those are two different worlds yeah absolutely to answer that question uh, it goes back to high school honestly I I originally had a passion for that kind of stuff, and I took a couple classes in uh, in high school, and actually I even took some in college. But what I found out was college was so far behind what was out there mm. that it was, in my opinion, I I didn't see a path there. I'm like, the, you know, I'm learning stuff that's five years old, and in the digital world that we live in, yeah, that's, know, I mean, it's different now. We're, we're the we're the yeah. same age. To give you an example, and at least on the design end of like. I remember being forced to buy zip disks. Yeah. And so if you guys don't know what zip disks are, if you, well, I guess if you know what floppy disks are, take three floppy disks and glue them together, and they're about that big, that thick, 
and they had this it was like this is the next wave and literally the next year they're like throw all those away (laughs) (laughs) it's useless now yeah everything went thumb drives and usb but that was like it's that same kind of concept of like everything moves so fast and if they're not on it they're gonna be behind yeah you know yeah and um, uh, the you know like i remember vividly sitting in a programming class and thinking i do not want to do this the rest of my life this is terrible it was like c plus plus like terrible code if you forget a semicolon your whole program doesn't work mm. and uh i remember sitting there thinking that so then that's when i i believe i switched majors to uh finance i i still to this day love finance um, but just not in the environment that I was in for a while. So, what do you think that is? Uh, is it like specifically speaking to like sitting at a desk working for someone else, or is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, what is it about that? Like you said, you know, I don't want to be in that in that kind of realm. Um, I mean, I, you've been doing it long enough now to where there's no turning back, right? Right. I mean, without a doubt, I, I would never change it for the world. But um, the, when at at the finance job, it was definitely working for somebody else yeah. that pushed me to do my own thing. Um, I thought I had some very good ideas, and I got shot down pretty quickly. Um, and that's made it very apparent to me that, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether your idea is good or not. You know, if somebody, if your boss doesn't like it, it's going to get shut down. Um, but or if he doesn't like you, yeah, or if he doesn't like you, yeah. I mean, speaking from a little bit of experience in that in that realm, it, it felt like you kind of touched upon this early earlier your path is kind of predetermined and there's no way to you know really skip a rung of the ladder right you know unless it's like you know it's almost like monopoly you have to like pass go and it's you know it's just this rotation um so yeah it's all kind of set for you especially like wells fargo is at fidelity you know it's like these bigger companies that are the titanic yeah where you can be more of a speedboat when you're working for yourself if you see something you want to change it you can kind of implement those changes. Absolutely. I think that's what people don't understand too, is like you can skip that rung of the ladder, but you could almost, you could also slip Mm -hmm. on that, you know, to use that analogy. And like, that's what a lot of people are afraid of. You know, when you talk about working for yourself, working, Mm -hmm. opening your own business, like you are, you're the janitor, you're the, you know, you're the financial person, you are the marketer, you are everything. And you have to flip a switch to be able, like a mental switch to, to be able to kind of get into that mindset. And I, I very vividly remember putting in my two weeks and kind of having that oh no moment, like what's what's these next few weeks going to be like? Um, but I at the same time, I, in my head, I was like, look, if I have to work at Apple or somewhere where I know I can get a job just to pay the bills, I will to make yeah. this work. Mm, that's and, powerful. you know, it's if you have that mentality, you'll make it work yeah. um, regardless. Yeah. That's so pivotal when you when you can say like, what do I need? You know, how much do I really mm-hmm. need? Because ultimately, when you make that leap, it's a pay cut, or it's you don't have insurance, or whatever whatever it is. So you, you really have to calculate that. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a uh, Dave uh, on here uh, on our last podcast, and Dave's in the process of opening his own gym, and he helps us out here for, with coaching and things like that. And he he kind of spoke because he's he's more recent with that. It's that memory is still very, very fresh for him because it's very recent. You know, and he talked about you know quitting his job and he goes downstairs and he was like expecting people to be clapping. You know, like <laughs> yeah. hey man, you're doing it. And he's like he looked around and there's nobody. Right. He's like, oh, okay, this is real. 
you know, and you have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and and uh, and dive in and start making things happen. Like you said, it's the 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 nice thing and the scary thing is the worst thing that's probably going to happen is that you're going to have to get another job. Yep. You know, and I was okay with that. Exactly, and I think you have to be. Yeah. You know, and you, we, Mark and I have talked about in in rough times of like, well, might have to get another job Mm -hmm. if this doesn't work out. Uh, You know, and picking up side work and you know doing odd ends and things like that Mm -hmm. for people when when things are a little bit short. Gotta be willing to hustle. Yeah. Mark and I just went over to play it against sports and I bought a pair of uh, I literally we were looking for something else and I bought a pair of the shoes that are specific to what we do and sold them for double what we paid for them you know like there there's go. that hustling mentality has got yeah. to be there at all at all times absolutely so um, but so where let's let's talk about the business a little bit where yep. so you we you had a partner that kind of jumped ship you know, just he wasn't ready to be where you were at, and then you got a new partner. Where have things uh, gone from that second partnership till now? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's been probably since that partnership breakup, and then the new partner probably about ten years. Um, we have progressed by hiring, you know, employees and contractors, and we're nothing huge at this point. We're, you know, maybe let's say five, six, or seven, um, you know, employees going on right now. just depends on the time of the year and how busy we are. Um, But, you know, from a scale of clients, we went from, let's say, five clients all the way up to 200 clients now. Um, And it's, you know, looking back over the years, it's always, I mean, we every year we've grown as far as gross and revenue and everything like that. So it's always just staying on top of it. What can we do to keep a competitive edit at a competitive edge in this market because it's always changing um, so you always have to be researching reading research articles finding out what's going to be the next best thing and kind of staying on top of it but what's um, one of the uh, maybe one of the biggest changes you've seen and because there's always trends right but yeah. there's been some pretty pivotal um, things that have happened online within let's say the last five years what's probably maybe one or two of the biggest things that you've seen switch definitely cell phones like I mean when we started you know cell phones weren't even they didn't even play a role uh, but now everything everything is geared towards cell phones I was just having a conversation with a client the other day 80% of their traffic is mobile yeah so really you need to build the website based on mobile first and desktop which it used to be the opposite yeah obviously. yeah absolutely um, Facebook ads, Google ads, those are things that weren't that you know popular when I first started. Um, you know, Google ads, geez, the Google ads used to be on the side, if you remember, of a Google search. Yep. And mm-hmm. now they're up at the very top. Now they're in the maps. Um, though, even just when you find a product like that, it changes so much over the years. I know Mark just had, he just showed me on his phone, we are um, our, our business mentors, um, they, whenever he pulls up his Google Maps, it pulls up all the gyms that have mentorship by the same group. Like it's just like it's not an ad per se, but just like that that kind of intertwined connection. Yeah, it has all the icons of a little brain on there because it's called Two Brain Business. Uh-huh. And I just went to Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, with my wife and the hotel we stayed at. You know, I'm driving to the obviously the hotel, and a mile from the hotel there's a gym. I'm like, oh, that's kind of crazy would have never known that if it wasn't obviously already embedded into my 
code or whatever on my Mac, right? Yeah, so yeah. That it's pretty interesting how genius. that stuff works. Um, that's I mean that's I know for us like the social media side of things, the uh, the Facebook advertising, like that's that's for us that is our outlet, you know. And it's it's been cool as far as a small business goes to be able to get advertising on a quote smaller scale and really directly market to the people we need to market to. Whereas, you know, in the past, even within the last decade, you know, your best bet was like, well, buy some radio advertising or something, you know, where that that really targeted market was not available for for a small business like this. Like it allows allows you to kind of carve out your own little niche uh, instead of just throwing a blanket out and saying, hopefully someone, someone catches it. Yeah, yeah. billboard on the highway. And there's something to be said about the targeted marketing. Like I was just listening to a podcast the other day of uh, college kids who came up with a storage plan for, uh, you know, summers. So basically when college students go back home, they need to store their stuff somewhere. Uh, so he came up with a business to do that. And uh, his demographic is colleges. So he literally was in front of them every single day. He knew what his demographic was. He said, I did not want to spend money on Google Ads or even Facebook because it's not the targeted market that we were you know, going after. So he, he hustled and was writing sidewalk chalk up you know, all over campuses about their business mm-hmm. and just got in front of people. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. We, uh, I know I listened to it and Mark just finished it up. It's, the, uh, it's a book called uh, Permission to Screw Up. It's by a young woman that she started a cleaning business in, in college and just hired college students. And their base, their big rush was always the month when students leave their apartments to the month before new students move into these apartments. And she would just hire the crap out of college students. And again, same kind of thing where like necessarily a, a, a blanket advertisement isn't going to necessarily work when you can be a little bit more specific with who you want to market to. Yeah, so. there's definitely something to be said about that. Phenomenal sure. book, by the way. Can't, can't recommend it enough, especially if you're a business owner and you know, you feel bad every time you make a mistake. It's yep. a really good one. Um, well, let's actually let's switch switch to that. What are your kind of go-tos, inspiration, um, you know, things that you read, things you keep up on that yeah. maybe just for anybody else who's listening who owns their own business? I love reading. Um, I, I read a bunch of, actually podcasts have been, I mean, I drive, you know, an hour north of Cincinnati sometimes, so nice just putting the podcasts on and listening to that while you cruise, but uh, um, right now I'm reading E-Myth, which I don't know if you yeah, guys have heard of that. Yeah, it's but phenomenal. It's I'm, I'm just two chapters in and I'm loving it. It's, it's the best. It's uh, basically a book about growing, you know, how to grow your small business, and uh, I'm, already, you know, still learning stuff about the way they recommend doing things and the way I do things and I wish I would have read that book eight years ago but uh, it's awesome so too late (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, and there's something to be said about that too you know how do you grow from a one-man shop or a two-man shop in my case to expanding to having employees and contractors and everything like that it's still something I struggle with today but I don't think there's any easy way about it right you know it's uh just something you have to go through and experiment for yourself but you know we're seeing it right here in northern kentucky you know when you talk about scaling business with uh amazon right it's like why why are they winning like they have hundreds of planes now they have probably thousands of you know cars and and cities and they've they're scaling their business very effectively very efficiently and 
that's why they're winning. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. Now, I know for us, it's been a lot of um, writing SOPs and putting our people through training. And uh, and again, really for us, it was, it was business mentorship. You know, right. it, was, it was finding someone who knew more than us and hiring them to tell us what to do. A lot of times, especially, it's like, it, it, just analogy for the fitness world, a lot of people know that they need to eat better and exercise more. I mean, everyone knows that. Everyone knows they should be. And what do you eat? How do you eat better? Well, I need to eat more, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and, and good good protein. Okay, well, how do I do that? And like, it's just that layer under layer under layer of like, well, how do I actually do that? And that was for us. Like, we know that we need to write these systems and, and get people in, in the right spot on the bus, so to speak. And We know we need to be doing the higher dollar Value but goals. we have no idea how to do it, so and we need to hire someone to tell us like, yeah. "This is how you do it." We need permission, you know. Yeah, and and that's sometimes hard for me and Jared to just, you know, instill in one another. We need it from, you know, someone that's already proven it to to be successful. So, yeah, absolutely, couldn't yep. agree more on all those aspects. Um, so I know you've got a couple kids. Yep, and a wife. What's that? Uh, since Mark and I don't um, don't, uh, what's what's that like with a, a family life? What's a you know work life balance is a pretty pretty good buzzword. It is right. What's that like for you? <laughs> it's funny because as soon as you mentioned my kids and work, uh, I thought of a story where my office used to be on my main floor of my house, um, and everybody's seen that YouTube video where the kid barges in on the. Uh, video conference <laughs> that literally happened to me and we ended up losing a client because of it um, I was on the call and he barged in I didn't have locks on the doors at the time but barged in and uh, it was a pretty important conference call and I don't know long story short we ended up losing him as a client because of it but at the end of the day you know there's something that I realized from that day going forward and it's you know a lot of people work from home nowadays and if if you know a company's not okay with that then I don't want them as a client to begin with. Um, but we did end up moving my office downstairs. <laughs> and we do have a lock on the door now. Uh, so that doesn't happen. But um, as far as work-life balance, um, I, I really like it. I mean, it, we still hustle a lot. We just hustle at different times. Um, so after the kids go to bed, or I mean, I may work till 4 o'clock, take off a little bit early and spend some more time with the kids. But um, I just find different times to hustle. And uh, that's what it was about for a while, was just after the kids go to bed, that's when I'm going to get my programming done and some quiet stuff that I need done. Um, but it's tough. It's challenging, but you just got to get through it, you know, just the like anything else. Overcome, yeah, huh? Exactly. Well, I, I think you're, you, yeah, exactly what Mark said, you're, you're adapting and you're changing, changing different habits to make sure they fit uh, for your current situation, you yeah. know. Uh, I know when we first started out, and you could probably speak to this too, like, I've, I've slept at the gym numerous yeah. times, you know, because it was like, well, a buddy, you know, was, he needs help and that doesn't technically get off work until 3 a.m. and I got to open the gym at 5.30 a.m. Like, well, I'll just go back to the gym and sleep for two hours and then get up and, and do it again. But it's like, as you, you know, you get married and like these other responsibilities come in, you just can't do that. You have to find other ways to make things happen, yeah. you know. Um, I've, I feel like Mark was talking about it and one of the things he was listening to or read and it's like you never really plan on getting that that traffic ticket and mm -hmm. and you know like your $350 here or there that like 
no one has just lying around, but like you find a way to make things work. Well, I think it's just in, in your fabric, right? It, it's one of those things like you talk about like being a career employee. There's like, there's nothing wrong like with that, right? That, that works for the majority of this country. But I just, you know, I, I feel like entrepreneurs are just kind of cut from a little bit of a different cloth. Doesn't necessarily mean we're better or worse, whatever. But we suck at a lot um, of things. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we do. But but you have to be willing to receive criticism for your work or for missing a deal or whatever. And like I said, just adapting and overcome. And that's one of the things I know is, um, you know, Jerry and I are married now and. You know, as we not to each other. Yeah, <laughs> we thought about it. I've asked. I've asked a couple times. Um, apparently, anyway, uh, derailed. So, but anyway, you know, as 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 families get introduced into our environments and stuff like that, uh, it's scary. Of course, it's natural, you know, to be nervous before any big life changes. But you just have to. I have full confidence in him, and I know he has full confidence in me, probably. To um, you know, still be able to. I can't speak for Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, as these other you know obligations come into our lives and stuff, we, we are already have this embedded in us. So if that makes sense, you know, to be able to still run this business. It makes it makes the things that I think would hurt other people um, from a just emotional standpoint. It gives you a little bit more of a buffer. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like people that are like a nine to five and it's like set and it's like oh well. You know, it's already all planned out, and you know, again, whether it's daycare or family watching the kids or whatever it is, like, like you said, hey, once the kids are in bed, I know Jared's got stuff he needs to do. He's got to hustle and he's got to do it because that's just who Jared is. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, my 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 thing is whenever something pops up now, I was like, well, I'm not gonna die, so that's good. Right. You know, and it sounds yeah. silly, but you're like, you you think of all the times you heard of people like go through these horrible things like well they're not dead so that's good you know like they're that's the ultimate the ultimate worst thing right i mean that is as bad as it gets is like you, your life ends it's like well i can always pick myself up from this mm-hmm. yeah, and my wife she's phenomenal about that i mean she works in she works at children's and she's an oncology nurse and she sees that stuff every day mm-hmm. yeah and so when i'm having a tough day you know sometimes she'll kick me on the ass and say, yeah, smack uh, the head. yeah, and be like, look, you don't have it that bad. Um, so yeah. uh, that, and that's that, good that perspective helps. to have daily. Yeah, it really is. And I can't tell you how much of a role like your mental state plays in all aspects of your life, mm. like whether that's you know your fitness, your nutrition, your business. Um, you know, if you're not there mentally, you know, you're not. I mean, performing at your optimum yeah. level. Speaking of that, uh, that's how this started. Uh, just ring a bell, right? Is uh, you know, had that photo of 2015, 2019. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, it was like Chris before and after, a couple years apart. Um, what, what, how'd you get there in 2015? How'd you get there in 2019? So, there's two different people, really. Yeah. I mean, in that photo, it was like, yeah. Chris, who looked like he was enjoying life, and Chris looked like he was enjoying life, but a little more fit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2015, I weighed 220 and dropped down to 170, basically, over the years. Um, But a couple things happened. Uh, Number one, I had my first kid, and at that point, I wasn't happy with how I looked, and I wanted to be a good role model for my son, and eating healthy and being healthy was one of those things I wanted to incorporate into their life. Um, But secondly, our second child came down with uh, some severe food allergies, so, Renee, my wife, started eating 
much healthier. And of course, I you know jumped on that uh, you know jumped on that uh, ship as well. Um, so we changed a lot of how we ate, uh, just to I mean vegetable incorporating more vegetables and just meats into our diet and uh, um, eating a lot less crap, if you will, yeah. um, chips and you know we we literally threw them all out of the house looked up new recipes and it took a couple years honestly to get to where we are today well that's but, but that's the important part is to that's the most important key thing is that took a couple years yeah it, it wasn't it like a day it wasn't yeah it wasn't three months and like i'm better you know yeah. like it this stuff these changes take a long time to to incorporate and i'm the same exact way like if if there is something in the house that is not good for me I'm going to eat that first. <laughs> I promise you. Like, I don't have any more self-control than the next person. No, me neither. But it, that's why I just don't carry it in the house. Yeah. You it's know? Like we have pop in the house, and you open the fridge, it's the first thing you drink. Now, we literally have, like, water, orange juice, and yep. milk. Yep. So, those are your three options. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, as far as the fitness side of things, uh, yep. you know, what what'd you do? Um, so fitness side, actually, I, I wanted to get the weight down first. So I dropped the weight, but then of course, you know, I was left with a skinny body and wanted something to show for it. Um, so I personally just, I didn't, I didn't go to any gyms or do anything like that. I did a lot of body weight fitness stuff. Um, I just, to be honest with you, I didn't know how to do a lot of the, the exercises at gyms. Um, you know, and, and I was a little bit intimidated, so I did a lot of the stuff that I knew how to do, pull-ups, push-ups, squats, a lot of that stuff, and ran. And so I got really got into running. I actually didn't expect to like running as much as I did, and it's definitely now a hobby, if you will, of mine. Um, but through all that, just built up a little bit of muscle, but uh, still a lot of work to go. Oh, that's you know, look, you look fantastic, especially comparing to that photo from <laughs> from a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, so definitely kudos to that. And, and again, it. you know, there's something to be said there too about what you said about like not knowing what to do and I'll just stick with the things that I'm good at or I know. And, and what you said, those are all what we do. Yeah. You know, it's what we preach, you know, it's like those are some of the, the best things you can do. Like people who travel and things like that, they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, do 100 burpees as fast as you can. I promise you'll be tired. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it'll be very difficult. Do 100 push-ups and 100 squats. It's tough, you know. Um, so uh, that's fantastic, and, and, and it's good to hear that you're doing it for the right reasons, doing it for the family, and sounds like you're putting your family on the right path uh, as far as nutritionally and, and yeah. setting a good example for them. For sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. We still splurge every now and again, but uh, as you should, we're a lot. Yeah. We're in a lot better place than we were, you know, in 2015. As you should. And the other thing I'll mention there is also, you know, who you hang out with and who you go out with, you know, and stuff like that definitely plays a big role too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're hanging around a lot of people that are eating healthy or are pretty fit, it's more than more likely that you'll be healthy and fit as well. You're going to join in on the activities they're doing and stuff like yeah. that. So I that makes know, it I, a big benefit for being like in a place like this where we have a lot of people who are in that mindset of like. We can we can enjoy a beer or two, but yeah. like hey, Monday hits, we're we're back in the grindstone. Absolutely. So Absolutely. yeah, community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so where uh, where did everybody find you and your company? Yeah, so our website CincinnatiWebTech.com and tech is just tec.com. Um, my direct contact information is on there if you want to get in touch. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I email Chris at CincinnatiWebTech.com. If you even have any questions or anything like that, just let me know. I love talking about what I do. So I always tell everybody I'll talk your ear off if you want it and give you as much advice as I can. So feel free to call or reach out anytime. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by today, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Find us at triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. Thanks, guys.